0: Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we would encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. All right, so we're in this Supernatural series and here's the vision to begin the year 2022, um, asking the Lord God uh, for supernatural power to fulfill the vision that he's called us to. So we started this series, uh, started this year with this series, um, with with the idea of uh, week one was power over polish. And we talked about supernatural power. And the aim was for us to get a vision for walking in power. And then week two, Pastor Nathan did a great job. as He talked about stepping into the power of God, supernatural power through prayer and fasting. And we began the season of 21 days of prayer and fasting together. Um, and then, and then we, we talked about grieving the Holy Spirit in week three of this series. And here's the why on that. Um, in walking with the Holy Spirit, who is the one who empowers us, the empowering presence of God, it is a relationship. And we live in a day where there's a whole lot of immorality and a lot of godlessness all around us. And if we intentionally live a lifestyle that grieves the Holy Spirit, we will not walk in, we will not be empowered like God wants to empower us. So we spent a week talking about the, ser- the message was called Grieving God, but it was when we grieved the Holy Spirit out of Ephesians. I want to go after today's spiritual gifts. Uh, want to go after each one of us walking in the gift that God has for us. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll pick up in verse 7, then we'll pray. It says this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's not just for you, it's for the common good. And it's to each one. So it's not somebody else and not you, it is you. So you are a part. This is you. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So there's four different lists that we can read about spiritual gifts. This is one that talks about the miraculous gifts. And I just want you to see a couple things in that text about he's the one that distributes it and you have a gift. And my aim is that today we would have a renewed fervor to step into the gifts that we all have so that we can be the supernatural church God's called us to be. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every single man and woman in our church. I thank you for every young adult. I thank you for every teenager and every child. And we ask in Jesus' name, would you help us to walk in the fullness of what you have for us? Holy Spirit, we pray that you would fill us completely. We pray that we would not be casual. We ask, Lord Jesus, I pray that in 2022, we would step into what you have for us. I pray, Lord God, that the... uh, that the serving that you want us to do, we would step into. I pray that the giving you want us to, do, we would step into. The prayer that you want, we would step into. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that the permanent place, the building that you have for us, God, would you open doors. We know, Lord God, that you've got a miracle building for us. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would be at work. Now, God, open up our hearts. Help us to respond to the word of God. We pray that we would be a people that walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. Mark Batterson wrote a book called Chasing the Wild Goose. And kind of the thesis of the book is this. uh, Fifth century Celtic culture, they would refer to the Holy Spirit as the wild goose. And so the language that they used was the wild goose, which seems foreign to us. That seems a little bit crazy. But the reason why they did it was the idea that it's uncertain where the Holy Spirit would lead. It's the, the Holy Spirit is not tame. And so the idea in that, That season was they were saying, okay, when you follow the Holy Spirit, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're walking with the Spirit of God, it is not a tame experience, and it is an adventure. Of course, you and I know that we often want everything. We want certainty. We don't like uncertainty. We look towards uncertain circumstance, and we suddenly start to feel fear and When it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit, when it comes to being stepping into the spiritual gifts that God has for you, most of us often pull back a little bit, and we're not necessarily willing to go full throttle. We're not necessarily willing to go on the journey. We like comfort. And when Jesus talks in John 14, and he says that he will send the comforter. The reason why the disciples, upper room, hearing that the Holy Spirit is going to come and going to be the comforter is because the level of obedience that leads to persecution, that leads to their calling is a grand adventure, and they're going to need the comforter. But the Holy Spirit comes to be the comforter, but not to make you comfortable. And it's easy for us to just want to be comfortable. And I know I always make the joke about American dream or American culture, but really all across the world, people want to be comfortable. Yet, as you and I step into what the Holy Spirit has for us, we receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit because we're stepping into the uncertain, the adventure, and the reward of all that God has for us. And as you go after spiritual gifts, I think that it's easy for us to tap the brake a little bit, oftentimes because of our negative experience. And here's what I mean: there, 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 this is an area of the church that many people feel wounded or scarred. This is a scenario where there's been challenges. There's some people that feel like, "Hey, this is it! Finally, we got a week on spiritual gifts. Let's go, baby! Ah, oh, we're finally throwing this thing into overdrive and going somewhere, right?" There's other people that are like, ah, oh, I thought I liked this church. I'm out, right? And, and, and oftentimes that's built upon an, an experience that we have that has been weird or been challenging or difficult. I remember for Renata and I, uh, when we were 23, 24, we uh, joined a young married small group in Colorado. And and I'll just never forget um, some of the things that took place at that small group in a house, big old house up in the mountains. And guy that was about 40 years old leading it, and his aim was really good. He was wanting to invest in young Marys, but our experience led to me just wrestling, and and I remember driving down the windy roads talking with Renata about my frustration and some of the things that felt hard for me and weird, and, and it was difficult, and as I spoke to one of my mentors on the phone, he said, hold on, David, Make sure that you form your view of spiritual gifts based upon the word of God, not based upon one leader that you had a bad experience with. And when you look at the New Testament, we've got about 127 verses or so on spiritual gifts. There's a lot there. So the amount that the word of God provides for us, speaks to, it's a big deal. So we have maybe about 28 verses or so on baptism, about 27 on communion, those things all significant. Many times we'll say, I'll do the communion thing, I'll do the baptism thing, too many weird people connected to spiritual gifts, so I'm gonna back out of that. Yet we do better when we say, I wanna form my view based upon what the word of God says, know that people are imperfect, we as the body of Christ have imperfect people along the way, and I'm not going to form where I stand before God on spiritual gifts based upon others. I want to I base it based upon the scriptures. And so when you think of the people that are the body of Christ, Paul uses the illustration, some are the hand, what are we? You know, we're all a different body part. Christ is the head. When you think about that, the people that have ministered to you in the past are imperfect. They're not, they're not the head. Only Christ is Perfect. It opens up your heart to have a greater enjoyment, a greater willingness to say, I want to walk in the full gifts of what the Holy Spirit has for me. Uh, When I grew up in Northern Idaho, uh, it was uh, beautiful, mountains. And one of the things that was great was the great mountain water, right? Really great. I mean, just pure, amazing water. Lots of snow, freezing. That was a bad part. Good part, good water, right? But... um, my, my, my sisters and I would play outside and I don't know why we did this as part of our, our, our culture, but we, we never wanted to take the time to go inside to get a cup of water. We just drank from the hose, right? And so when we got hot, you just drank from the hose. And when you drank from a hose where the water had been sitting in the hose for a long time, oftentimes the Idaho pure water turned into hose water, right? And you could taste the hose, right? And where's he going with this? Oh, it's gonna be good. Did he just switch gears? What is going on? Here's what what happens to a lot of us. A lot of us take the experience of drinking what the Holy Spirit, the fresh water, and what God has, and it's reviving. It's awesome. Everything that God has is good. But every single vessel, every single one of us is broken. And sometimes you end up tasting more hose than you want to taste you got cracking are you with me? And so we end up saying, I'm, I'm out. I, 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 it doesn't taste, I, I got too much hose water, right? Here's what I invite you to. I wanna invite you not to reject the fullness of what the Holy Spirit has for you and the gifts that the Holy Spirit has for you. I wanna invite you not to reject the body of Christ, not reject all that God's got because you've tasted some hose water. I wanna invite you to embrace this. You wanna stand before God. And when Paul tells us, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. You don't wanna say, I didn't desire the gifts because I was around too many broken people. Here's the reality. There is only one who is perfect. His name is Jesus. And so a part of the Christian journey in the body of Christ is receiving a little bit of hose water from some broken people. And they're trying to serve. They're trying to pray. They're trying to disciple. They're trying to be prophetic. They're trying to hear God. They're trying to do all the different things, compassion, mercy, and they're not perfect. They're, they, 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 you got issues and they got issues, but you want to stand before God and not form your conviction that way. You want to say, all right, this journey of walking with the Holy Spirit and stepping out into the ministry that God has for me, it's actually, it's me being a a contributor to the body, not just a consumer. And it's easy to live like consumers in 21st century church. But instead, no, there's some gift that God's given me. And when you step into it, it's an adventure. It's chasing the wild goose. When you look at the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary, And then what's next? Oh, give birth to the Christ child. Hello, adventure. You mean my life in Nazareth is about to change by virtue of my encounter with the Holy Spirit? Yes, it is. Yeah, suddenly angels appearing. Suddenly, oh, going to Bethlehem and whoa, shepherds. And and now I'm gonna flee to Egypt. Why? Because Herod's gonna try to kill my child. Your life never looks the same. Welcome to the adventure. A lot better but it's an adventure. When Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, Matthew chapter three, that baptism event, it says that the Spirit, Matthew 4, 1, led him into the wilderness. We don't like that. I'll take the Holy Spirit as long as the Holy Spirit comes and just makes my life better, but the Holy Spirit wants to take you on an adventure where your life is not just about you, it's about laying your life down for the sake of others. So you're a part of the body, you have spiritual gift, And God wants to take you on that adventure. And it's easy to not go into the adventure because we're wounded, we're hurt. Maybe we could just have a debate about doctrine. Maybe we could just talk about our bad experiences in the past. I wanna invite you, as far as this church goes, to not have that be the reason why you settle for less than the fullness of what God has for you. I was thinking about even in Acts chapter two, you've got that moment where the Holy Spirit comes in power. And then the next thing we read about is the disciples, now apostles, going through persecution. Welcome to the adventure. And some of us, when we think of Holy Spirit and we think about gifts, we think of like a carnival sideshow. I wanna invite you to think about the body, the battle. No, God's given me a gift so that I can live on mission, on purpose, connected to the body of Christ, the church, connected, making a difference. So you do have spiritual gifts. God has given you spiritual gifts. And the best thing that you can do is just say, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to receive them. In the same way that you would receive salvation, you go, it's a gift. I didn't earn it. No, it's the gift of God. It's a gift. Salvation, a gift. At the end of the service today, if you haven't said yes to Jesus, we're going to give you the opportunity to say yes to salvation, but it's a gift. You didn't earn it. It's what Jesus does for us. It's a gift. I receive it. When we think about the Holy Spirit, the gift, and when you think about spiritual gifts, oh, this is deep. Wow. They're gifts, you receive it. It's something that's so, so, so it's not just about me doing what I like, taking kind of hit or miss. No, God has agenda of what God is doing on planet Earth and he's using his people and you receive those spiritual gifts and it's your privilege to put them to use. So those gifts that are given to you by God they're given to you, but they're not for you. They're given to you, but it's for the sake of others. It's so that you can make a difference. It's so that you can lay your life down for other people. Um, When I was growing up in the eighties, the only thing I ever remember Dee, maybe you can help me with this. The only thing I ever remember being delivered to my house was Domino's pizza. Uh, I can't remember all the deliveries that went on, but it didn't seem like there was that much. I mean, I know you had FedEx and UPS. I'm not sure where, but I don't, I don't remember many, but I remember just, del- I remember the pizza guy. That was big. But today, I, I don't know, Renata, this might be too embarrassing and we might pu- it might be public confession, but I feel like we got a box on our doorstep fairly often, right? Like Amazon Prime, Instacart. Thank God for Instacart. Like, I mean, there's, there's, We just, we, we, I love, I love the way Christmas time comes and there's like gifts, FedEx. I mean, sitting there on the porch and how strange would it be if I were to look at the delivery guy for FedEx when he brings the gift at Christmas or the Instacart guy, but let's go with FedEx guy. Just because I like FedEx. And, And if I were to say to hug him and embrace him and just say, oh, thank you for this gift. This is amazing. You have changed my life. I am forever grateful for the FedEx man. It would be so weird, right? Because the gift given was not originated with the delivery guy. I'm the receiver, and there's someone else that gave it. The delivery guy, it's his, his sole job. It would also be weird for the delivery guy to not deliver the gift because it's his job to give the gift. That's what the delivery guy do. He gives, delivers. Right? Sorry, that was Oklahoma Public School coming out right there. Just kidding. I like Oklahoma. Uh, fixing to give you a good word. All right. Um, here's what we do. We tend to say... I don't like the process. I I was hurt. I don't know. But here's the deal one day we stand before God and He's given you gifts, and you're the delivery guy. The gift didn't originate with you, it's your job for the sake of others. And our job with spiritual gifts is about being faithful. God, you've given me the gift of mercy. I'm going to be merciful. You've given me the gift of helps. I'm going to serve. God, you've given me the gift of leadership. God, you've given me a gift. When Jacob Bray is over here and he's jumping up and down, uh, give me the gift of singing. Murray Hebert right here. You've given me the gift. I'm going to use the gift that you've given me. And we like to think of it like we think of our finance. Well, it's it's like it's in my bank account. I'll decide what I want to do with it. Here's the deal. Your opportunity and your privilege, based upon the fact that you're part of the Great Commission, Is obediently use the gift that God's given you. 70, 80, 90, however many years you got on planet Earth, God, help me to use it. We are delivery people. So in small groups, it's what we're doing. Yeah, but I don't know. Hold on. It's just this God, you've given me some gifts. How do you want me to use it? It's one of my favorite things to see people use their gifts, right? Like I was driving around with Chris Ward and, uh, we, we took an afternoon and he took me to some different places here in Kansas City that are intentionally helping the hurting, helping provide food, helping provide education, helping uh, provide shelter. And, and we went to uh, three different locations and he just came alive. Like he just, he knows the people, he knows what they do. He gives me the history. He's just, it's just It just takes up affectionate real estate in his heart. It's who he is. He's got this gift of mercy. And you know what? The best thing that he can do is use that gift. Don't let that be on the back burner. Put it on the front burner, right? You've got a gift. It's all through the scriptures. Paul says, it, every one of us, you've got a gift. One of my favorite, Renata and I, are, we've got different gifts. Renata has the gift of hospitality. She has a small group where it's called Identity, T-E-A. Identity, and they drink T-E-A. E A, And Renata has teacups, And she brings out tea in the tea room on the tea tray. And they talk about their identity in Christ. It's incredible. It's not at all something that I do. Like, if I want to hang out with my friends, the last place I want to do is sit in a little room in my house, right? I'm like, bro, meet me at the sports bar. Let's go, right? We're going to watch the game. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I don't want to, I don't want to host, I don't have that gift. Renata does. You could go right through it. Each one of us, every single one of you. I I love Nick. Nick uh, works here at Radiant, and he has the gift of, call it helps, craftsmanship. I mean, knowing how stuff works and fixing it. It's actually the gift that Renata prays that God gives me every Saturday, but (laughs) to no avail. (laughs) But Nick, I mean, he told me, he said, when I was young... I was a teenager and I would see the men in the church that would serve and they would drive trucks and they would clean stuff up and they would fix things. He said, I knew as soon as I saw, that's that's what I wanna do. I love that. I'm gonna serve the house of God. I'm gonna do, yeah, that's me. Every single one of us. You, you, you've, got a, you've got a lane, you've got a gift and it's something that God's put inside of you. It's some, it's some way that God's wired you. And one of the best things that you can do is not allow offense, not, a, not, not allow... Anything to keep you from stepping into your gift. Listen, 1 Peter 4, it says this. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. That's the why. What's it for? Well, it's for me. Hold on. Start with this. It's for others. As faithful stewards. That's what I'm trying to say. Peter said it so well. Faithful stewards of God's grace. It's grace. It's given to me from, I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. God gave this to me. And I want to be a faithful steward and serve. I love the way the New Living says it. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you, so that the water, the, friend, the Holy Spirit can give the drink of water, someone can experience life through you, so that someone can receive the gifts God's got an agenda, and he's using you. You're the deliver. It was to flow through us, through you. So you've got gifts. We've got gifts, but it's for the sake of others. And here's the fun part. And I really wanted to establish that before I say this. Because though it is for others, I would contend walking and faithfully using your spiritual gifts is extremely fulfilling as well. So there's a narrative that we're tempted to believe in, in a consumer culture, which is not just America. I mean, you get this in Europe, you get this everywhere, but the the, the Godless culture, the, any place that leaves God out that says it's all about you. So that, that forms the way that I live my life differently than when my life is around God and serving others. But when you step into using the gift that God has for you and, and, and using it, you will come to the end of the day and you will say, now that's how you live a day. Yeah. And you get out of the rat race of saying, I'm going to try to meet all my needs and try to just consume. And you'll actually come alive with, I, when, um, when my dad comes to the end of a day and he has met with multiple Pastors that he disciples on Zoom, he's got that gift, and he lo- and he he comes to the end of the day and goes, "That's that's how you live a day." Um, when Renata has hosted and connected with other women or young kids, actually also with kids, she that's that's how you live a day. And there's this actual fulfillment, there's this actual enjoyment. Some of these singers up here, they love it. They it's just and they love the privilege, just wow. There are people on Monday night that they're helping teenagers and they serve these kids and they go, and that was me. Like all the teenager jokes, like I I had supernatural grace. I I had one guy make fun of me. He was like, man, 20 years in youth ministry, you must have blah, blah, blah. And I looked at him, I go, I love it because I had this this grace for it. It was a gift. I just, I enjoyed it. It was something that God gave. I, I couldn't explain it. I just loved it and you've got that. You, there's there something on your life that when you do that, you know. It's kind of like um, we all have different ministries where it feels like we're just rowing, and it's just work, right? Like you've, got some, you've done some of that, and then there's some where it's like you just put the sail up, and it's just, whew, you're just moving, and it's just like, it's just, it's just, it's just God at work. It's just I don't know. God gave me this gift. When I do this, I feel and know God's pleasure. So I dream about our church being a place where you step in to those places. You step into, you use the gift. Imagine a church where each one of us just use one gift, like even just just one. If you just activated in the body, one gift, one supernatural gift mix that God's given you, and you use it. I was thinking about um, God's pleasure over your life when you use the gift he gave you. Renata and I have given, um, Renata is a better gift giver than I am uh, to our children. She tends to know what they need and desire. End of sentence. And, um, and But when, when together we give a gift that our kids use, it's, it's a delight. And your father, your, God's given you gifts. And when you step into that and you use that, Not only is there your own fulfillment, because that's how God wired you, God made you in a way that when you use that gift, you feel God's delight in your life. So I could spend this energy on my own comfort, or I could step into the adventure that God has for me and experience divine comfort, the comforter. And I could live to try to make my life comfortable, or I could live a supernatural life and have the Holy Spirit, the comforter, Comfort me as I step out in faith and do the things of God. This is uh, the piano that is it's old school. We got it used, but it's uh, it's Adeline's, and um, Adeline is our our worship leader. She's uh, blonde, and uh, when she when she when she sings, Renata and I just love it. So we we just we we take delight when we hear her in the other room just worshiping, and so when she uses this gift. It's an incredible delight. It's, it's for, for us as a parent. Um, this is Olivia's journal. And um, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. This is, a, this is a $60 journal. Like, I know that you can get free journals at Radiant, but uh, this is a $60 journal because I'll pay any price for my kids' relationship with Jesus. So, man, you can, well, it's amazing how much we'll spend on academics and how much we'll spend on sports but pretty cheap when it comes to the relationship with Jesus. I say go the opposite route. Invest all you can in the relationship with Jesus, and you win. So we bought her this expensive journal, but you know what? She's had it for a couple years, and when she uses this journal, it causes us to just, we love it. It's, she's, she's about four-fifths of the, of the way through it. Uh, she's almost used it all, but when she uses this journal, we experience great delight. It was, it was one of the best gifts we've ever gotten her. This is my boy Justice's um, Echo Dot. He was a little freaked out when I took it out of his room this morning. What on earth are you doing? Uh, but he's a learner. And he just listens to this for hours as he does audiobook after audiobook after audio book. For Christmas, all he wants is audible credits, right? And that's what we give him. And we take great delight as we listen to our son. Just listen and learn. Uh, this is this is a gift that we got for Dawson. Because right now my boy Dawson is falling in love with traveling. And so he'll do whatever it takes to travel. Uh, when I was, went to youth camp, uh, we had youth camp in Binger, Oklahoma, red dirt. Uh, it was rough. Doss went to Hawaii, right? Like he living in a different day. All right. But we got him that we take delight when he uses that. And he, he's, he, he loves, he loves travel. Here's my point. We take delight in it. And your father, when you use the gifts that he's given you and those that's, that's just because we love our kids when you use the gifts, because in addition to loving you, he delights in the lost kids on planet earth that he still wants to come home and you're, (laughs) you're the hose he's trying to use. You're the deliverer he's trying to use. So he takes great delight when you don't allow dust to get on your gift, but you're using it, you're spending it. And we see, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about how often Jesus talked about his father and he talked about doing work so, so we, all, we, we, we know we walked in relationship with his father, but Jesus often used language of, um, he said, even in Luke 2, he said, uh, did you not know that I would be in my father's house that would be about my father's business? Like I'm doing my father's work. In John 5, he, he talks about, I'm, I'm, I, I only do what I see my father doing. It's, it's about I'm, I'm doing my father's work. So imagine this thought. When you use your spiritual gift... The gift that God has given you, that your father has given you, so Holy Spirit, God, working through you, it's like going to work with your father, (laughs) right? It's like when we moved here. um, uh, I had spent 14 years uh, on staff at a a church of over 10,000 people, and frankly, everything I needed was there, right? Like, but when we came here, I would take my 13-year-old son Dawson with me to my office called Revo Cup. And we would sit there and I would write a sermon and Dawson would create graphics and videos because I didn't have anybody else that could do that. And he would go to work with me. And he enjoyed the process of coming to work with dad. There was this great delight. And I took delight in him helping a brother out, you know, like, or When we that first that first uh, winter, there was a snowstorm and we couldn't set up in the school. Everything shut down in Kansas City, so we did church over Facebook Live. The problem is that it was just my family, and so we didn't know how to do worship. So Adeline was nine, but I looked at her and said, "Hey, girl, you're leading worship today, right?" Now because it's a spiritual gift on her life, she stepped in and she crushed it, and she enjoyed going to work with her father. Here's the idea. When you say yes to your spiritual gift, it's like going to work with dad. It's like, wow. And actually the role I play matters. Like it's not even just cute. It's God has decided to use his church, the body of Christ in our generation right now. So it's it's actually making a difference. And that's my challenge is there's just so many that I feel like don't step into spiritual gifts for such lesser reasons. It's, it's, it's intentional confusion. It's it's elongated, way too long, hurt. It's you don't have to hold on to that offense for so long. You want to stand before the Lord and say, God, you gave me this gift of mercy. God, you gave me this, this gift of helps. God, you gave me this gift of leadership. God, you gave me this gift of name it. Administration. God, you gave and I'm gonna use that in the body of Christ. And so my dream for us is that then all of us would come together and as a church, step into uniting, because we can do more together than you can in isolation on your own. Just period. Just, it's just, it's just different. It's like, I was thinking about, um, let's just say that this cup of coffee right here, it's not really coffee, there's nothing in it, but let's just say that this that I'm drinking a cup of coffee and if, if I'm, let's just say, if I'm by myself and I drop the cup of coffee, um, I'm limited in, it's difficult. I'm, but if this happens and I'm with my staff, my team, all of them make the process of fixing the problem a whole lot better, right? If I drop this cup of coffee, Renata will look at me. She has the gift of mercy. And she will look at me, and all she'll care about is, are you okay? Did it burn you? Like She's just going to care about me, right? Which is why I'm in love. But anyway, like she, she's got the gift of mercy. It's like who she is, right? If Nathan would look at me, and he's got, he's got a gift of generosity, he would literally just hand me his cup of coffee and say, here, you can have mine. You can have it. Nick would go out, and he would grab a mop. He'd start cleaning it up, Right? Paul Barker, empathetic, he'd look at me and he'd go, I spilled my coffee all the time, too. <laughs> Will's prophetic, he'd already know I was gonna spill it. He might catch it. I mean, you know, ha. <laughs> Rachel's administrative, she'd already be on Asana fixing the problem. She'd get nine people recruited within the next 30 seconds to make sure that we take care of the whole thing next time. Kenny G, He's a teacher. He said, "Now, David, if you hold it this way, all of us, you won't spill it as often." You know what I'm saying? Listen, what, together, functioning all, the, every single gift is needed. Every single gift operating in the local church, and and we become a powerful force. We start to operate in, in what God has for us. So, I want to encourage you. Just a couple ideas. Number one, I'd like to invite you to today, I'm going to have us pray. And I want to invite you to ask God, God, let this desire burn inside of me. Because Paul said, desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Desire. Um, When we've been hurt, offended, or we have a theological knot as to why I'm not going to just do what the scripture says, desire spiritual gifts, we can figure out why I'm not going to operate in my gift. But that Greek word there for desire, it's like it's like being jealous for, it's, 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 not, it's not a casual approach. It's, it's actually, you could use the word strive. It's like desire spiritual gifts. As you have a greater heart for the great commission and you care about a great multitude around the throne from every tongue, tribe and nation knowing Jesus, You'll care about spiritual gifts more because you want to operate in your role, the part that you play, right? For us to win, it's got to be all of us. It's an all play. That's Pictionary, right, Dee? It's, it, we're all in. It's all of us jumping in, in the gift that you have. And, and, and I think it starts with sometimes just that prayer moment, just asking, just God, let, let me have this desire because if, if I'm consumed with me, I won't even care. Because actually, I don't really care about the local church. I don't really care about the lost. I just care about my own comfor- comfort. But when you say, okay, God, I want to care like you care. What's my role? Just like you're going to watch the game tonight, and everybody with the vision to win, they play a different role on the team. You've got a role. You've got a position on the team. Not, we're, all, we're, all, we're all needed, though. And sometimes I think that we operate... Um, like their stands, right? Where I can just watch, and I'll just sit back and I'll just watch Murray sing. And I'll just watch someone else lead a small group, and I'll just lead, watch someone else. Don't don't go there. Go. I, I'm 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 not going to just consume. I'm going to contribute. I, I got a dream. My dream is that you stay, that you use one spiritual gift in one area. Yeah. Just just start there. Like I'm going to use this mercy gift this helps gift this prayer passion you know whatever the gift that you've got on your life this generosity gift um and did you just step into it and just go i'm going to start there i'm going to use it second i think you got to identify and 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 it's this is not this is not like a formula right um sometimes Sometimes I feel people that are a little bit critical of um, some of the ways that people try to mind to, get spiritual, to help you get spiritual gifts. Sometimes it's a class. Sometimes it could be a conversation. Sometimes it's, um, there's places online where you can take a test. Here's the deal. I wanna invite you, apart from the means to get there, I wanna invite you, make sure that you, you get to a place where you can say, this is, I've identified, this is my spiritual gifts. I can say this. We're doing all weekend to help you identify it. We, we say discover purpose. And that's what we're talking about. You've got a spiritual gift. And if you, if, sometimes, sometimes you'll sense it in, as you're praying. you just writing in your prayer journal and you'll just sense this is the way that the Lord's wired me. Sometimes you can look, look back at your life. I, I, I'm not, at the risk of you, some of you thinking this sounds arrogant, I'm gonna tell you what I think one of my gifts is, are, is, is, are. It's not spelling. Um, I, when I was in the fifth grade, I'll, I mean, I'll never forget There's, I went to a little Christian school, and fifth grade teacher, Mr. Cole, Ben, you, man, you are. You, you're, you're academic. You, you're, you're a great thinker. Todd, man, you're a great athlete. And Todd was a great soccer player. Brian, he's he's first chair in the band, Trumpet. Brian, man, you're a great musician. There's only one other boy, David. He'd look at me and he'd go, You're a great leader. Now, when I'm in the fifth grade, I don't know what the word leader means. And all I know is it, I must not have any hard skills. You know, like i must not, because of those other three, right? But then as, as time went on, environment after environment, I started to recognize, huh, there's this thing. I, and, I, and for me, it was organic. It wasn't a test that I took online. It was just I just knew by virtue of walking with the Lord and kind of some feedback in different environments. And you probably have things like that, where you could say, this is a way where I've identified. And then the last one I would encourage you is just to to activate it, step into it. And honestly, can I be real with you? You and I know this. There's great fulfillment in it. And a lot of times it takes a lot of faith to step into it because it takes up your time. And the greatest resource in American culture in 21st century is time. It's the thing that we all don't have enough of. However, I'm not asking you to ask me or ask, I want you to ask God, what does it look like for you to be a faithful steward of the spiritual gift that he's given you? Just ask God and take that step. Only thing I'm aiming at today is your faithful stewardship of the gifts that God has on your life. You have a gift by virtue of saying, yes, I'm part of the family of God. You have a gift that the Holy Spirit wants to use through you. And you will have moments where not only is it discouraging when broken people hose you, and, but you have moments where you fall short. You have moments where you can tell, oh, that didn't go so well. I have lots of moments like that. But you keep going. God, help me. I want to be, be faithful with this gift that you've given me. I want to use this. And here's the dream, that we have a radiant church, that it's not about what's done just on Sundays. It's about the whole church stepping into the spiritual gifts that we have. And it's church, seven days a week, the people of God here in Kansas City walking in the spiritual gifts that we have. And that, when we step into that and it's a supernatural gift, then you'll, we'll be a supernatural church. And then let's stand together and let's pray together. Would you just take a moment? Would you just ask the Holy Spirit, God, Help me desire to walk in the gift that you've given me. Just your prayer to the Lord. And now would you just, just a quick prayer. Lord, what? Just, you may know it, but just commit it. If you don't, if you don't know it, just say, God, help me, help me identify my spiritual gifts. Or even you go singular, just one, a spiritual gift. Or if you already know it, then just take it to this third one. Lord, I wanna activate that. Would you open the doors? Open the opportunities. Father, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that we'd be a supernatural church. We ask, Lord God, that the gifts on each one of us we'd use. I pray, Lord God, that the power of God at work through Radiant Church in Kansas City in 2022. Today, you wanna begin a journey of following Jesus. Maybe today you go, "I, I feel powerless. I've never received that gift of salvation you talked about earlier, David. You can begin your journey with Jesus today, not based upon your own strength, but based upon what God has done for you in Christ. Scripture says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. So your job is you receive it. I receive it and then I surrender Just Pray this prayer. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus and I receive the free gift of salvation. I surrender my life. Change me. I enter into your family. Bring me in that I might spend eternity with you. I love you. I give you my life in Jesus' name.